0: Uh, ladies and gentlemen, let's go back to the hotline And welcome back our friend Brad Meltzer Brad, how are you? Good to hear your voice, my friend You too uh, I, was, I was saying the today, Brad is just an all-around uh, First of all, he's a great author And does a lot of great uh, books for adults and children Which we'll talk about today But just an all-around nice guy How you been, man?
1: I'm good, I'm good i do not You know what, I don't know if we've spoken Have we spoken since I put you in, in the thriller?
0: We Oh, we sure we sure did. We talked right after that. Oh, we you did? Okay. Yeah. I was just thinking it. It jumped in my head. Are you kidding me? I talk about it all the time. Uh, I even mentioned it this morning. Yeah, immediately um, I was trying to find it and uh, I was trying to avoid all social media while it was happening and then right after I found it, everybody was dinging me with it, so it's great. Um uh, Brad put me, uh because I demanded it, uh, he put me in one of his books, which I think is such a high compliment, because I imagine you do a lot of radio and you have a lot of radio friends that you'll connect with, and I'm sure once they get wind of it, they're all going to be busting your balls.
1: Uh, They all bust my balls, but I don't have that many that I I actually consider my friends that I've been with for, like, you know, a dozen years. So, basically, I've taken care of, like, there's three people, um, and each (laughs) one of them I try, and they've been good to me, and I'm like, they're my, who I truly consider friends.
0: Did I I ever tell you that uh, Stephen King writes about the radio station or wrote about the radio station in a, in a book one time. No mention of us whatsoever, but he lives in Sarasota and he actually mentioned the station because we used to play classic rock when we first started at the station. And he said one of his characters was driving around, listened to 1025 The Bone, listened to whatever. And I thought, oh, that was pretty cool, but that guy wants nothing to do with us.
1: Yeah, well, that's why he's probably a better writer
0: than me, I guess. <laughs> I wouldn't know about that. Uh, Brad writes uh, novels. He writes books that, I mean, look, let's face it. Not a lot of us are reading uh, these days because you don't know. Like my wife said to me the other day, she goes, how do you decide what to read? Like, you can go to the, the New York Times bestseller list, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's good. And I said, here's what I do. I find somebody that I think I have a similar interest in and find out what they're reading, and I start from there. And it started one time with Bill Gates because Bill Gates publishes the books that he reads, uh, you know, for the year prior, like his favorite books. And I look through them, and I go, "Well, if he like that, I might like that," and and I'll do that. But to, truthfully, uh, you really just need a good friend to recommend something to you. That's why when we read your books, I try to tell our listeners, and I do get a lot of feedback from people, uh, you know, mostly at airports, buying them at airports because you're not really walking into a bookstore a lot these days.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, books are sold by word of mouth. Um, yeah. and, and listen, that's how we that's how our kids books sold. I started writing for my kids and, and I didn't realize other parents are going to be like, I want that, too. I want better heroes for my kids. I want someone to teach them how to be kind and be, you know, have perseverance like that. It was all word of mouth of people saying, you got to read this book. You've got to read this kid's books. So it's the only reason we get to really be here today. And thanks to friends like you.
0: So the uh, series is called the I Am Series, and it's it's got um, people w- within history, and not just uh, history, like they got Abraham Lincoln and they have Amelia Earhart, but they also have uh, uh, Jim Henson and Gandhi and Sacagawea and Neil Armstrong. It's like from my, and Walt Disney. My daughter in particular really enjoyed these books so much that she ended up going to school you had to dress up as a character from a book and she went from the i am jane goodall book as jane goodall uh from reading your book which i thought was pretty cool
1: Uh, i love the fact that your daughter dressed up as one of our heroes we had a girl last night who came to the book event dressed as amelia Earhart. we had two who came the day before dressed as ruth Bader ginsburg and I, I don't think there's a better compliment. You can say you like the book, but when you're dressing up as someone before your book, yeah. that is just the the best compliment of all. In fact, there's one kid who threw a Brad Meltzer birthday party and dresses me <laughs> That's for Halloween. Cool. Uh, but like the little ball cap on, I was like, that's the nerdiest birthday party I've ever heard and the single greatest birthday party I've ever heard.
0: Yeah, kids get into the books. They're not, uh, you know, they're not hard and they're very informative. And you should have a basic knowledge of who all these people are. And, and like I said, it's people from Muhammad Ali, uh, Jackie Robinson to Lucille Ball. So it's not just all boring historical people. It's people who've really made an impact on the world. So now what do we got? We got new books.
1: So we got a new one. This, this is, I'm going to make you feel old for a moment. This is the 10-year anniversary of the Ordinary People Change World Series, the I Am Series. And, uh, you know, we started with I'm Amelia Earhart and I'm Abraham Lincoln, which we launched on your show. And now, 10 years later, we have I Am Mr. Rogers and the newest is I Am Ruth Bader Ginsburg.
0: Uh, both, I think, clearly uh, changed the world, especially Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Didn't really realize the impact of Mr. Rogers until after his death. I watched it, of course, as a kid, Uh, like most of us did but um uh, upon his death and the documentaries and all that you realize some of the things that he did that you weren't even realizing that he was doing and uh was quite incredible didn't you always assume mr rogers might be kind of a jerk off when he wasn't on tv and you turn out he's exactly like the guy you saw on tv i mean the
1: thing about mr rogers is it's just like he's so kind and so good that you feel like it's not even real. Right. But the fun part is when I'm researching the book, what I, fi- what I find out is when he was a little kid, he was all pissed off he was being bullied. Mm-hmm. You know, you think of him as exactly what you said, the guy who's perfect. When he's a little kid, these bullies chase him home from school. He gets so angry at them. He mails away for those, like, mail-order muscles. And um, they, of course, don't work. Like, yeah, yeah. But it's his mother. His mother starts donating to kids who have no money in school. Like the, the local nurse says, hey, listen, um, someone a kid here can't afford new sneakers, so the mom sends them in. Can't afford new furniture for another kid sends them in. The mom never takes credit for it. And Mr. Rogers learns right there how to be a good neighbor. Yeah, And it's his mother who tells him when he's scared, you got to look for the helpers. Always look for the helpers. That's a quote we all know about Mr. Rogers, but it came from his mom. And it's the same with Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Similar thing with his mom, with her mom. You know, we imagine, the, you know, Ruth Bader Ginsburg as this, you know, austere, serious Supreme Court justice. But when she's a little girl, she just wants to have adventures. She wants to climb trees and go to the roof of the building. But that's something the boys do. That, you know, girls are not yeah. supposed to do what they tell you. You know, a girl can't do that. You're a girl. And it's her mom, again, who breaks that stereotype, takes it to the local library, and every Friday afternoon says, Ruth, you can pick out five books. And the books that she loves most are books about real, real heroes, Amelia Earhart, Harriet Tubman. And it's there. She learns one of the life's great lessons is there's absolutely nothing that a girl can't do. And I want my daughter to have that lesson. I want my sons to have that lesson. That's what I am Ruth Bader Ginsburg as a book is about. And And same for Mr. Rogers is, you know, I am Mr. Rogers is trying to, Teach your kids, you know, how to put some good into the world and, and see something better in themselves.
0: I, I have a much younger sister. She's in her 20s, and she's an attorney, and she's a huge uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg fan. How do you, at this stage, go about doing research for this? I mean, I know you could probably find a lot of this information out just from uh, doing research in, in books and stuff, but uh, do, you, do you contact the family? Do, are, they, uh, are they helpful with this?
1: You know, we've been very lucky. You know, when we did, Ruth Bader Ginsburg's uh, daughter was one of my mentors in law school. Oh, So wow. she weighed in on the book. I called her and she gave me stuff, gave me, you know, she helped correct it. When we did I Am Jane Goodall, Jane Goodall weighed in. Dolly Parton weighed in on her book. Oprah weighed in on her book. Uh, George Washington was harder to track down, and Abraham Lincoln was <laughs> harder to track down. But. But, but you know, Billie Jean King spent two hours on the phone with me, correcting every detail down to what color her sneakers were in every different match we showed in the book.
0: Oh wow! And I think
1: at this point, you know, people have just been so kind to us. When we did I Am Martin Luther King Jr., Congressman John Lewis was the guy who weighed in for us. So yeah. we, we really do try and get the expert in the field to make sure it's right. And, you know, for Ruth Bader Ginsburg, she's also the only hero so far who I knew her. Before I wrote the book, because her daughter w- was a mentor of mine, I met her a bunch of times. And one of the times we were actually both, we had a mutual friend who was getting married. And she asked us both, me and Ruth Bader Ginsburg, to be the witnesses to sign her marriage certificate. Oh, wow. Back room and, and Ruth Bader you know, my friends in the white dress and Ruth Bader Ginsburg literally is signing the marriage certificate. And it's my turn to sign. I look at my friend and I'm like do you really need me at this point? <laughs> like, <laughs> how geez, am I? How did I get stuff, here, man? Right. How did I get here? And, and, but it was true. And my only regret is I never got to tell her we were doing a book about her.
0: Uh, uh, and, uh, and do you get the same cooperation from the Mr. Rogers people?
1: Yeah. The Mr. Rogers people were, no one was nicer than the Mr. Rogers people. Yep. We, we went to Fred Rogers productions who, who basically manages the show and all the rights and, they gave us the songs. They gave us, you know, Won't You Be My Neighbor? They were so nice and, and, you know, helped us work on every single detail of that book, right down to, like, you know, pictures that were in the back of it and looking, you know. And, and and there was a quote that I was like, this quote is from Mr. Rogers, but I can't find where he said it. And they were like, yep, he said it. Here's exactly where they were talking so oh, wow. about it. And, and, I, and, of course, they were the nicest.
0: It's Mr. Rogers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is Brad Meltzer we're talking to. He's an author. He's got a series of uh, children's books that are out. It is the I Am series. I am Abraham Lincoln. I am Rosa Parks. I am Jim Henson. I am uh, Walt Disney. And the newest books are I Am Mr. Rogers and I Am Ruth Bader Ginsburg. They're great for your kids to read. They're great to read along with them. Uh, I think that it's going to be, Brad, kind of one of those things where people hope to be made a book. You know, like, uh, like I hope to be an action figure one day. I hope to be a Funko Pop. I want to get into one of Brad Meltzer's books. I want to, I want to have that kind of impact on people. I think that that is going to, you know, people are going to start wanting that more than you're going to be wanting to do it.
1: Well, the funny thing is, is we now, we've been for years now getting phone calls from really well known estates of people, very famous people, athletes and astronauts, like, who call us up and say, Hey, can you do a book about my person? Yeah. You know, and, and I'm like, you know, that's a really well-known person. Like everyone knows who that person is. But I haven't done Nelson Mandela yet, man. You gotta like, yeah. you know, we're going in get order. In here, yeah. And so I feel, yeah. So basically, I get in line, right? But but we'll get there. I mean, you know, when we when we first started this, I went to my publisher, and they said, oh, it's so cute. You want to do, you know, these books for kids ages four, you know, five years old to about twelve years old. I'm Amelia Earhart. I am Abraham Lincoln. Two books. That's adorable. And I said, no, no, no. I want to do a 100 books, I told them. I want to build a whole library. And now people build libraries of real heroes for their kids, their grandkids, their nieces, their nephews. And and the publisher didn't laugh. They they say we're in. And I'm a third of the way there, and I'm a stubborn guy. Like, I can't – it's hard to change the minds of adults. But we have now armed, I think, 7 million kids with these lessons of kindness and compassion and perseverance. Like, we're on our way. We're doing okay.
0: Can you tell me why either it's by choice or by just the simple production of it? But why do you not have more already? It seems to me like, uh, you know, it's certainly not as hard to do as a full biography of somebody. You could be able to put them out quicker. Is it on purpose or is it because it does take that much time?
1: Yeah, no, I mean, we could do like we do three a year right now. One year right. we did five a year. But it's also like it's You want them to be special. You want them to be good, and and I don't want to churn them out. And and also, I think the other big part of it is, I have to write my thrillers. I have to write the nonfiction books that I do for adults. Like, if I wanted to do this full time, I guess I could do it and just pump them out like a factory. But I want each one to feel like a special moment. And then your kids collect them all, and you get them. You know, every few months. You don't get them like you know every few weeks. And. I don't know, it's just, it seems cooler that way. And right now, this is our 32nd book in the series. It's not like we haven't done a lot of <laughs> it. Right, so, you know, it's like if you're collecting, like my friend was like, you know, it was so fun collecting them all when you had like 10. It's costing me a fortune now that you got 32, but my kid wants them all. So yeah.
0: that's the way it goes. And by the way, uh, I, and I'm not complaining about this. I'm just saying this as a fact. I, I don't believe I've ever gotten a free book. I bought them for my kids, and the reason why I'm saying that is because it's well worth it. I'm not just showing them to my child because the publisher sent me. A First bunch of all, you them. should.
1: Uh, someone's stealing your book. If the publisher I, sends a free book to everywhere, you got to tell them, and they'll send you a free one. I don't
0: care. I, listen, it's not a big expense, and I'm what I'm saying it is because I want people to know that uh, I am I am fully behind it, and I think these things are great for your kids uh, so much that I'm willing to uh to buy these books i'm not I just think you need happy. to look on joe's ebay it kind of might be true joe there. might be selling them oh. somewhere um uh okay <laughs> so it, i'm not saying in production i'm just saying in in the works if you had like is there somebody that you were like man i'd really like to do this but i don't know like uh i don't know like like one that you would want to do but don't know if it maybe fits the mold like if you wanted to do i am steven tyler from <laughs> like i'm just saying something that you'd want to do but maybe it's not maybe it got rejected
1: yeah, no one's been rejected yet. There's a couple that, like, there's a couple people who I'm like, I start looking into them because they sound cool, and then you find out they, you know, they just got some bad crap in their life that you just didn't know about. And yeah. that's a bummer is when you just, like, learn, like, mm, that person was not as good a person as I thought they were. And, and listen, nobody that we do is perfect. Nobody. Every single, almost every book we've done, not all of them, but almost every book we've done, someone's written to me and said, oh, how could you do that person as a hero? They did this, that, or the other thing. Right. And if you're looking for perfection, we're not going to have a book series. You know, every one of us has something where you're just like, that's not our greatest moment. But there's a line, right? There's, you gotta, there's certain people. I, I can tell you, we won't be doing like the I Am Adolf Hitler book. Like, there's some <laughs> clear ones yeah. right, that we yeah. know.
0: You don't need that but uh, and I am uh, Derek Sanderson may maybe probably that may be the most perfect human being alive and I am Tom Brady.
1: Yeah, the number yeah. one one it's so fascinating. I mean kids obviously want I am Taylor Swift. Yeah. But it's so interesting to me and they don't want LeBron James they want I am Michael Jordan. I get of so course. much I am Michael Jordan requests from kids. And you'd think that like after all these years they'd be like I'm onto LeBron I want Steph Curry. But they still want Michael Jordan. Maybe it's just the parents writing letters. I don't
0: know. Now, there's a difference between a, a, a famous person and a god, a, a huge icon. Michael Michael Jordan and, and LeBron James' comparison on what kind of basketball players they are are one thing. But the fact that Michael is just, he's above everybody else. Uh, right, the shoes, the whole thing, yeah. yeah. Oh, and, yeah. and Taylor and, Swift uh, will well, we'll be say, the, We
1: listen, though.
0: Yeah. Yeah, same thing. Yeah, Taylor Swift will well, we, be in 20 we, years. We listen
1: to kids. Yeah, same thing. In twenty years, she's going to be
0: the same thing. Yeah. Well, listen, I uh, I enjoy them. I enjoy the books. My kids enjoy them. Uh, I what? Where are we out in the thrillers? What are we working on now?
1: So working on the new thriller, trying to finish up the draft of the of this next one, uh, and then the Nazi conspiracy, which I know I spoke to you about, is out in paperback today as well. So you get you can go by the Nazi conspiracy about a secret plot to kill FDR, Stalin, and Churchill. You can get that for yourself today in paperback, and then you can get. I'm Ruth Ginsburg
0: for your kids. Same day. Uh, Brad is somebody who has had unprecedented access to the White House. He's written books that are really, really kind of get you going from the first page. Like you know how we talk about when we watch a TV show and everybody's like, "Oh, you got to wait four episodes before it kicks in." That's not a Brad Meltzer book. That happens right in the first chapter, and that gets you fired up for the book. Uh, do you, can I ask you about this? Something we uh, you may have seen the story yesterday uh, about the uh, tunnel and the synagogue in New York. I did. What happened? So there, there was a synagogue in New York where uh, the police went in to investigate this tunnel that was in there and ended up being a big melee. But the idea that came up was that um, that there are there is this tunnel system under New York City and that uh, it it was a pneumatic tunnel system that supposedly is has secret travel between uh, not only the United oh, States. Oh, I know that one. Oh my God! Yeah, this had you written all over one. it.
1: Oh, no! I know that story. The pneumatic tunnels are are badass. There are my I have like a you know a thing I keep of like place I want to write about. Yeah, and that tunnel system is one of them. It's it's
0: killer. Yeah, I need somebody that gets access to really because when Spanish tells me about these things, I only like take a half truth because he's dumb. But uh, <laughs> but when you write about it and you tell me about it, and you like I never believed until you told me. I said. There's no way you're going to convince me, as a guy who has been in the White House, that the president actually lives in the White House. They go out, and after they leave the room, they go in a tunnel and take them, they drive them to a house that's somewhere else and that's where they sleep. And you were like, no, I've been up there and I've seen the the sleeping quarters and the whole deal. So until you said it, I didn't believe it.
1: No, it's up I mean, but, that, but again, that's because it's a real house up there, right? Yeah. That's the residence, and you you know, you know can go around to the other rooms, but the Secret Service can't go up there. Yeah. No one's allowed up there. It's pretty awesome. And, you know, for me, until I see it, I don't believe it either. So that was a fun one. Going up to the White House was, that was, I, I've been to some really crazy, badass places, but that was, like, the top of the badass list.
0: Don't lie to me. Did you take anything from the White House? Did you steal anything?
1: A hundred percent. Are you kidding yeah. me? I, first of all, they they give you one... When you eat, they give you napkins, right? And so I'm like, "Oh, I need more napkins because they say the White House on them." <laughs> but when you sit down, I got invited to the President's private dining room. This is years and years ago, and 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 then I, I got to run because they're telling me I got to run for the next thing. But I'll tell you the story. Okay. So when you when you sit down in the President's private dining room, this is upstairs in the residence. You don't pick where you sit. It was like fifteen twenty people in the room, and and your name is on a placard, a little like like uh, beautiful. Etched your name says Mr. Meltzer. There's an image of the White House there. It's all calligraphy. It's beautiful. And my first thought is, I'm totally stealing my card. <laughs> and the first, lady leans, the first lady leans over to me. She goes, you know, Brad all the novices, they all try and steal their cards. And I'm like, I know, all those novices. are so. And then I pointed to my left, and I was like, look, Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And then when the first lady looked to the left, I totally swept my card. And I I have my card. I 100% have my card to this day.
0: Good. I'm very proud of you. I stole things from the Playboy Mansion, so in a way, we're kind of even. Same, same. Uh, Brad, uh, check out the new series. I am Mr. Rogers. I am Ruth Bader Ginsburg. You can find them wherever you buy books, in bookstores or online. And I'm sure these will be huge for you. Always great to catch up with you, buddy. Love you, my brother. Thanks so Take much. It easy. There Love you, Brad. go. The great Brad Meltzer. Uh, hey. Yeah. See, Carmen. Thank you. He is. He's a great dude, and uh, he's easy to talk to, and also easy to convince to write about you in his books. Yeah. Um, he did in his last book. He named the funeral home after me, which <laughs> yes, I think is great. I told. I asked him. I said, Brad when you write your next book, can I be a name to carry? Even if you name a child molester after me, I'll be happy. He goes, well, I won't do that, but I'll take care of you. And he did. And he didn't, I, it's interesting. He didn't make a big deal. it. He never called me and said, I wrote about you in my mm-hmm. book. You need to have me on the air. You need to talk about it. He didn't, he, uh, he said, I got you. I take care of it. And he's like, and I'm not going to tell you, you could read it and find it. And the listeners went crazy and found it and told me about it. And it's, yeah. uh, it's awesome. It is awesome. All I, right. I got to yes. tell you the next time that we have, uh, uh, What's his name? Fitzsimmons, Greg Fitzsimmons, and they have the same voice. We, yeah, we need to play him because they're voice twins. Yeah, they really sound are. exactly the same, and they yeah. look kind of similar. Mm. They're yeah. they're built yeah, they're them. built yeah, similar. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Brad Meltzer and the I Am series. I Am Mister Rogers. I Am Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Out and available now, and uh, he's got a whole series of them. You can go find out. I would like to do this the opposite way of he's doing it. Like he's doing it with people who made a difference in the world. And have a pretty perfect track record. I want to do it for the bad people. Like, imagine yeah. there's a series of I Am Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. Uh, and I then know, it's I'm just car- Cartoon yeah. Ozzy snoring ants. Yeah. I am Charlie Sheen <laughs> putting heroin, I mean, uh-huh. uh, AIDS blood in his yes. own body, you know. I, I am Pamela Anderson. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, oh, dude, those would, that would, now that would sell. Yeah. I'm going to tell him I'm going to do I'm going to do a you are series yeah. oh. and I'm going to write it and I'm going to go up against Brad and going to hire the same <laughs> artist to draw the cartoons you are Tommy Lee you are Charles Manson yo yeah, oh. yeah. you oh. are OJ Simpson yo yeah. yeah. oh. yeah. you were Nicole Simpson <laughs> oh. <laughs> what a jerk <laughs> what's right? wrong with you all right. that was awesome oh, all right we got to take a break 727-579-1025 or eight hundred seven seven one one zero two five Deathpool picks when we come back one zero two five the Bone Mike Calta Show on 102.5 The Bone. Now, a Bone traffic update from the... For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early
1: so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call...